Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast episode with my friend, Leela. She is a mom inside of Motherhood Simplified, and she has a teeny tiny baby with her today, which I'm so glad that you brought the baby because that's how I started Motherhood Simplified was recording podcasts and nursing babies at the same time. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to talk to Leela today and hear her story of how she decluttered her home. She's a mom of three. She works outside of the home in education And she's just such a, like, I've known her and seen her throughout the community for a long time. And she's just so positive and encouraging, just great feedback inside of the motherhood simplified group. So I appreciate that Leela too. I love when people step up and can answer questions. 
so I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, but yeah, how about you tell us just a little bit more about yourself? Thanks. That's those are very nice things to say. I appreciate it. I do try to keep it positive. It's really important to me. So I have the baby and she's getting a little squirmy fussy. So you might hear her hollering a little bit. But I have three kids. They're six, eight, and this one is three months old. I have all girls and I work, I work in uh post-secondary education. So I work at a university and I work <clears throat> on a nine-month contract, which is really nice. I don't work in the summer and I really appreciate that. It's really nice to be able to be home with my kids and spend time with them and do lots of fun summer things together. And then usually by the time that school starts again, I am ready to go back to work and not be at home all the time with my kids. And I really like appreciate moms who do both because I think that both are have their challenges and um, both have their perks. So you always talk about self-care and like for me, work is, can be like at its best, it can be self-care, just being outside of my home and doing something else. And let's see, I really like my work. I like to spend time with my kids. I like to try to do a lot of things at home. Like I really like to cook. I am lucky to live in a place where we have great farms and abundant like amazing food to have. So I, I'm really food oriented. I like to cook and I like to garden. So that's like a big part of my life too. And yeah, I'm just happy to talk to you and share a little bit about my story. I love it. I relate to a lot of what you say. Like I want to do all of the things. I want to do everything. I wanna right? be <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to be outside. I want to make my own food. I want to, mm -hmm. I work as a part of my self-care too. So I love mm -hmm. that you mentioned that. Cause sometimes I'm like, is that weird? Should I tell mm -hmm. people that? Here, can I get down? No. <laughs> tell people? Not like, weird. Is... <laughs> yeah. But really it is. I enjoy it. I thrive on it. It really fills me up. My first question for you is you have all of these things that you love to do and you have a very full life. How did your clutter impact your ability to actually do those things that you want to do? It, I felt like it just made me so stressed out. I feel like it just, I feel like we live in a little bit of an overwhelming world and trying to manage kids and work and trying to do things for our kids that are going to enrich their lives, like activities outside the home and having like friends to play with and trying to still maintain my own friendships as a mom. There's just a lot, there's a lot on our plates and there's a lot to be thinking about. And especially before the pandemic started, just felt very rushed and stressful. And it was like, I think, I think I told you, but I, I'm, I honestly felt like I didn't actually have that much clutter, um, in my house because I always tried to keep things down and not have too much stuff, but it honestly was enough where it still stressed me out so much. And I didn't, and because the kind of the story I told myself was like, I don't have that much. I'm like, try to keep things minimal. I didn't realize that the clutter that was in my home was part of what was making me feel really stressed out a lot of the time until I got rid of it. <laughs> and then I felt so much better. And I would see that the biggest thing about, for me about decluttering was I don't think I, I'm not sure. I spend very minimal quality time with my kids before. It was always like, I shouldn't stop to do this with you because I have these seven other things to do. And once I got rid of the clutter in my house, it I just felt 
more comfortable and happier just pausing and slowing down and taking quality time with my kids. And what you said, hopefully I can articulate it the right way, but our clutter really demands and dictates not just our time, but also our thoughts. And one of the things, I don't know if you've heard me say it, but I'm trying to say it more is you're not a bad housekeeper and you're not a bad mom and you're not like lacking any kind of like special skills or talents or anything. You likely just have too much stuff and it really does make it impossible for you to feel like you can do all of these things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I love that, that you had that realization. Cause I think sometimes people too, they look around at their house and it might be clean and it might even be organized where there's just still yeah. something internally off. You're like, I don't really yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Like when I first started doing it, I think we sent pictures to you of like our surfaces and I sent you like a picture of my kitchen counters and there wasn't that much stuff on my kitchen counters, but, and you even said, oh, there, your counters don't look like very cluttered, but you're like, but there's probably a lot in your cabinets. <laughs> and I was like, yes, there is <laughs> full of stuff. And I have a big kitchen, so I could fill it up pretty good. And like I said, I like food, so I did fill it up pretty good, but it was, I didn't need all of it. I wasn't using all of it. It was just too much. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're talking about, and one thing that we talk about within the course, but also just within motherhood simplified in general is your clutter threshold everybody has their own. And I'm curious if you've noticed that yours might be low. <laughs> it's really low. It's yeah. low. And I'll say that I did the whole course and finished it around Christmas time last year. And that was very intentional because I was going to be having a baby and I just wanted things to be cleared out. Yes. Speaking um, of the baby. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. I wanted things to be cleared out. And I, I just, you know, did really well with that, did really well at finishing the course. And I did really well at keeping things out for a few months afterwards. And I, my kid's room tends to pile up clutter quickly. So we did like decluttering of their room a couple times, even after I finished the whole course. And then I had the baby and I really haven't done any decluttering since then. And I can already feel right now three months that it's creeping in on me and it's starting to be a little too much again. And I'm starting to feel like I want to go through the course again when I can get to it. So yeah, yeah, I do have a low threshold. It's, I can't handle, I, I don't handle a lot of it very well. So yeah. And just one thing, again, you've probably heard me talk about it, but for everyone listening too, I've noticed that my threshold goes down the more kids I have. So, oh, okay. Yes. Hold on one second. But yeah, so the more kids I have, the more sensitive I am to my environment and our stuff mm -hmm. and how much we have. And so just a reminder for you, especially only three months, like three months is when they start like waking up three and four months, waking up and like moving around a little bit. Yep. So that could be part of your itch too. It could be the stuff and it could also be like your threshold has changed. And so you've got to yeah. adjust your house. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was like inside of your cabinets. Cause I, I remember the picture that you sent me and I was mm -hmm. like, like, this is a pretty classic example of a house that looks, people can walk in and nobody would really notice anything. It would look normal, 
but in your mind, what's in your cabinets, in your closets. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe it didn't feel like to-do lists for you, but in hindsight, how do you feel about those cabinets and closets now? Do you understand why they were the way they were? Yeah, I do. I understand. And I just think like with the cabinets, it was like, oh, I have all of these things and they're all good and they're all useful and purposeful and there's nothing wrong with them. So I'm just going to hold on to them. I have this really classic example. This is like one of the things that I just irked me the most when I did the course was I had two food processors. One was from my grandmother is weighs 30 pounds it's from the sixties. And I had this food processor and I used it once every year when I make like big batches of pesto. And then I never used it for anything else because I only had one blade. So then my good friend gave me her old food processor, like a newer model with a bunch of different attachments. And I was like, this is great. And when I went to declutter, I found all the attachments and I have no idea where the food processor went. (laughs) Perfect. So useful. (laughs) I think I may have given the food processor to somebody at some other point, like realizing I'm just probably not going to use this, but I like maybe forgot about the blades. I'm not sure. So I had this container full of food processor attachments that didn't go to the food processor that I had, but they were like really nice and in really good shape. (laughs) Okay. That is a super classic (laughs) example though. That is so perfect because It's like the same thing with like toys too, like toys, like kids and toys and then moms and either crafts or like you said, food processors and stuff in our kitchens. Like on at first glance, when you walk in your kitchen, you're like, yeah, all of this stuff has a purpose. All this stuff is useful. And we get into the details of it and we realize that it's really not right. Right. And our kids really don't play with all of this stuff. And we really don't actually have time to even use all this stuff. And, and you discover that, oops, these don't even go to anything that I have anymore. Exactly. So, so yeah, there was a lot of things that were like, you look at it and you think, oh, that's a good thing, but I wasn't using it. And it, for me, that's really key is have I ever used this? Have I used this in the last month? Have I used this in the last six months? Huh. This is a thing that I, I had a cupcake stand that we made cupcakes for my daughter's fifth birthday. And now she's eight and we never used it again. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice cupcake stand, but we used it once and we don't need to keep it in our home. That's so funny. I didn't know that you had a cupcake stand like that. Cause I use the cupcake stand example in the clear, <laughs> in the clear clutter guide. I'm like, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just for example, maybe you have like cake stand or a cupcake stand that looks mm-hmm. like you could put some cute cupcakes on it one day and you mm-hmm. never have, right? Like mm-hmm. it never will. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like all of these like mental to-do lists in mm-hmm. our head that mm-hmm they're draining. They're just like energetically and mentally draining. Cause you already have mm-hmm. so many things to do on an everyday basis that you don't have time. It just, it almost makes moms feel bad because they open up their cabinets and they see like the cupcake tray and they're like, wow, like I'm, I'm not the kind of mom who does that ever, <laughs> but it's yeah. right in front of your face. Right. And it doesn't have to be right. Yeah. So true. Okay. My next question, you mentioned that your kids' rooms and every kid's room does this. It's not just yours, but <laughs> they attract a whole bunch of stuff. How do your kids do with decluttering now? They do pretty good with it. 
when we used to clean out their room too, like pretty regularly, but it was the same kind of situation where it was like, oh, this is nice stuff. Hold on to this. And now they know the whole declutter term much better. And, you know, I just tell them, oh, hi, baby. She's like, I also know it. (laughs) She probably does. I listened to so many podcasts when I was pregnant with her. Um, But so they do pretty well with it, actually. Like they, they are able I think the last time we decluttered their room, they were able to do most of it on their own and kind of go through their things and be like, these are not things that I'm using. These are things that we can get rid of. And I would say that like with kids stuff, it cycles through a lot faster. They have some things that they bring into the house and they really love it and play with it a lot for a month or maybe less. And then they never play with it again. So our stuff doesn't need to, it doesn't, it just doesn't need to stay in the house for very long. And because of that, I feel like it can really pile up really quick too. Um, So they do good with it. They, at first, I think it was hard for them. Although before, like I said, before doing the course, we already were pretty used to like trying to clean out their stuff pretty regularly. But like, I think one time I watched the Marie Kondo series on Netflix and she talks about sparking joy. And I think one time I went through the room with them and asked them about everything, if it sparked joy. And they were like, mom, what does that mean? I mean yeah, it doesn't translate. I'm not understanding. Sparking joy, like I don't get it. So I think this way is a lot um, easier for them. And I really think that the biggest challenge for them isn't actually like decluttering their stuff. It's not bringing so, so much more in. There's just so much out there. Like One of the things that really drives me nuts is when we go to stores and all of the cashiers ask the kids if they want stickers because they, of course they say yes. And of course they don't just give them a sticker. They give them a bowl of like 10 stickers and then they have 10 stickers. And then we go to three stores at a time because we're running errands and then they come home with 30 stickers. And it's like, where are all these stickers going to go? What are you going to? And half the time they just stay in my car and then I'm cleaning them out. That's just, they have a hard time. And I talked, sometimes I remember to talk to them about it first. Remember, we don't need to bring a bunch of stuff into the house that we're never going to use again. And so I do better with them with that sometimes than other times, but they are, that is, I would say the bigger challenge for them is to not reclutter. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably the, you're probably going to have this forever because things always come in and go out, but you're in such a good place to keep up on it and just remind them like things come in, things go out. We can mm-hmm. say no to things mm-hmm. that are free. Maybe when they get yep. a little bit older, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you, before you got into the decluttering simplified course, you hadn't really decluttered before. Cause like you said, you're like, I don't really think it's something that I need to do, but really? what, yeah. What kind of, what changed your mind about that? What gave you the itch to be like, okay, maybe I do need to do this. So it was definitely what happened for me. I was going to have this baby. We live in a 1200 square foot, two bedroom, two bathroom home. And my, my um, husband's brother lives with us. So we're three grownups and three kids and we, the room. So our third bedroom was where my brother-in-law was living and we were building him a bedroom in our garage. I always say we, my husband, (laughs) he deserves all the credit. Um, We were pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So our garage, we're fortunate to have a very large garage, even if we don't have a very large house and our garage was full, full of stuff. And we, at that time we had only lived here for four, four and a half years. And, and we came from like a 
two bedroom apartment. So somehow we had to cut this giant garage full of stuff and there's no room, even though we have this big garage to build a bedroom in it. So I was like, we are going to just have to let this stuff go. I don't even know what's in there. I don't know what it is. Like I have no idea and I'm going to have a baby and I don't want all the baby stuff. I don't want to have just like mountains of baby things and I don't know what they are or where they go. And I don't know. I can't remember like how I came across it. Maybe somebody shared your group on Facebook that I saw. I'm not sure, but like you did this little mini, I don't know, like a mini course or a little presentation where you talked about how, how you have to have, I don't remember. It was red, green, and yellow. There were markers oh, involved. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> Release your clutter. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out and see what it is. And to know too. People like yeah. red, yellow, green. <laughs> yes, no, the red, yellow, green was great. And it was simple and like straightforward and it didn't take too much time. And accountability, that's the word I was looking for. So mm -hmm. the accountability was like a big, really big thing. Did that. And then I think you were talking about the course and I was like, I want to get all this stuff out of my house. And I have a deadline, which is the baby's due date. Like we're going to need this space. And then you we're going to do the course, the four week cohort between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's accountability. Like, I didn't think, I didn't know that if I just did it on my own or tried to declutter by myself, that like, I was worried that I wouldn't, that my house would look the exact same as it did when the baby was born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. Yeah. Having, so, having people to do it with is really powerful. Yeah. Yep, it is. Yeah. It really is. I'm seeing the pictures of other people in the process was really helpful. And I just, I felt sometimes on, on the Facebook groups, people say, Oh, I, or I'm even always sharing on other like mom Facebook groups. Oh, people say, how can I organize my house? And I say, don't organize it. Try this decluttering for thing. Yeah. Oh, but I need something free. And I'm like, but the thing is, if you pay for it, then that's another form of accountability. Yeah. Like I'm putting hard-earned money over here to do this for me. It's okay. Now I better actually do it. I got blessed. <laughs> I'm not sure why you asked me, but no, that's a good, it's a good answer. <laughs> I felt like it was really important to do it as like a part of a group inside a course with somebody that knew what they were doing for the accountability factors so that it would actually get done. And I wouldn't have to worry about having a house full of so much clutter and then have a baby. Yeah. 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 And yeah, we are doing the four week session again last year. And actually the last two years we've done it, we've done it between Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's worked really well because people get to Christmas and they're like, Whoo, yeah, I'm done. But this yeah. year I decided to do it the month of November. So we start like November, the first week mm -hmm. of November and go through that so that by the time you get to Thanksgiving, you're done. Mm -hmm. And then you can coast and enjoy the entire month of December. And mm -hmm. um, I'm doing a workshop inside of that four week thing to like how to have your first clutter for Christmas so that you're not like, you're not freaking mm -hmm. out. Oh my gosh, more stuff is coming in or oh, I don't want all my stuff to, all my work to come undone. Maybe oh, I'll do that. Because <laughs> things are getting a little crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. So you did, you got into the course and you did the four weeks with us last year, just before the holidays and just before your baby. But as you were going through the decluttering process, what was one of the biggest kind of aha moments that you've had about your home and the stuff inside of it? I think for me, like I said, I always felt like I didn't actually have that much stuff. It was a story that I told myself Mm -hmm. and maybe compared to some other people, I don't, but I, the biggest aha was like, oh, I, it, I have enough that it really bothers me and it really holds me back from doing other things I want to do. I guess it's relative. And like I said before, it held me back from spending um, time with my kids, from being able to do like quality things with them that I really wanted to be doing with them. And one of the biggest things is when I was a little kid, my mom used to always read to us at night. And like, I remember the books that she read us. She read us the long stocking and she read us Little House on the Prairie. And I always wanted to do that with my kids and I never did it. Like I literally had never, ever done it in their whole lives. I've never read them chapter books at night. Um, And so what happened when I did the course was I would do the nightly reset and things would be like done and put away and ready to go like significantly prior to them needing to be in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, let's get some books. Let's start reading books. And so ever, ever since then, I've been reading them chapter books at night, like mostly every night I'm able to do that with them. And so I just think the biggest aha was this story that I told myself that it wasn't that much. And then to just really realize, like, even though it wasn't that much, it was really having a significant impact on my life and my stress and the way I felt. Yeah. Yeah. You're such a good example of that too, of how it actually impacts you and that it doesn't matter. It's not a matter of like, how many things should I have? Right. Right. How much should I keep in my house? If whatever works for you and makes it so that you can do those things. And I love that you're getting that time with them. Cause that was the next question that I was going to ask you. You already answered it, but what do you do with your time now? <laughs> and my time. Yeah. Well, now I have a baby, so <laughs> yeah, that's your time. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I get to do a lot more, just slow down and be a present mother for my kids than I used to like reading the books, but just, it also doesn't make me, it also makes me feel less like rush. I need to rush to the next thing and get the next thing done and hurry up and get there and do this and go over there and make sure this is taken care of. I just feel like my like mental state is just so much calmer. And if you're sitting, if, if you're sitting or standing or doing an activity inside a room in a house and it's full of stuff, like for me, there's just no way that I'm going to feel good or happy or patient. Mm -hmm. And so with all that gone, I just feel better and happier and more patient with my kids. And like, we have time to do things together. She's I'm a baby. I'm three months old. (laughs) (laughs) She's being really really funny. Like the last couple of days, she's just like been grumpy and sad, Um, but you're okay. Right. You're all right. Um, Body's growing. It hurts. Yeah. (laughs) I think she is like in a growth spurt. She's she's been having a hard time sleeping. Yeah. For the first time, luckily. But yeah, I just I feel less stressed. I feel like a better mom. I feel more able to be present with my kids and more have I have more of a capacity to do more of the things that I want to as a mom than I did before. 
Yeah, I love that. And I, I just want to highlight this part too, for people who are listening in is we really don't realize how much time our stuff takes from us, even if we're not physically cleaning up because we're just mm-hmm. so like mentally we're, we're in our head. Like you said, if I'm surrounded by it, I'm thinking about it and I can't actually do the thing that I'm trying to do. And I love that you're like reading with your kids now, because a lot of times what happens for moms is we beat ourselves up saying, I'm not a good mom because I don't read to my kids or I I can't seem to find the time or I don't have a good enough planner or haven't found the right planner yet or the right, you know, cleaning schedule or whatever. And it's not, none of those are the problem. problem. You really can just get rid of this stuff. And it gets a lot easier because I remember being like blown away by how much time there was because we read the entire Harry Potter series. We did similar to you. Yeah. Uh Kind of similar to you. I was like, I guess every night we're going to read a chapter. Reading a chapter out loud of Harry Potter takes a long time. It's 30 minutes at least. (laughs) (laughs) Those are pretty long books. Yeah. I, sometimes I have 30 minutes and sometimes it's still late and they need to get to bed, but like it's before I just probably before I could have made time for it but it just felt like there was so many other things to do that were stressing me out. And I just wanted like the stressful things to be done. Yeah. Oh, I love that too. Cause I was thinking about this as well. Like it's not that there's nothing to do in our houses and it's right. about you, but my house is definitely not like <laughs> perfectly clean all of the time, but right. it's at a level where I can be like, if the kids are like, can we go to the park? I can just say yes. And know that yeah. when I come back, like I can handle what's here. It's not out of control. So right. I just say yes. Instead of before, I'd be like, after I do this <laughs> or after mm-hmm. I do these five things, mm-hmm. which yep. wouldn't all, wouldn't always happen. Or I would be like, yeah, I would say yes. And then I would come home and regret it because I'm like, Ugh. or then you do the five fine. things and you're like, oh, these five things are done. And now I feel a little bit better, but now I didn't, now it's bedtime or now it's dinner yeah. time or. Now they're off to school or whatever, or off to an activity. And I didn't have any time to spend with them. Yeah. Or they, or now they're like, you took too long and now I don't want to do it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some people, I don't know if this is you, let me know if this is you. Some people think about decluttering, get really caught up in, in thinking about it. They get caught up in thinking about what if I need it just, I'm going to keep this stuff just in case, or my kids might not be on board. I don't want to make them upset or my spouse wants to keep everything. Did you have those kinds of hesitations or like thoughts in the back of your mind before you started? No. Okay. You were just like, no, I'm I'm going to get it out of my house. Like no hesitations. I would probably err on the side of end up. Like I talked to my mom a lot about it and she's like, what if you need that? What if you, what if a day comes and you're like, oh my gosh, and I had that thing and I got rid of it. And honestly, that day has come and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. that's yeah. all right. I'll be fine without it. Like the food processor thing. Like I went to, I, like I read a recipe and use the food processor for this, use the whatever <laughs> blade. And I'm like, oh, I don't have that blade for my food processor. processor. Oh, I'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I love that so much. I use the, I don't use the food processor example, but I might start. I don't know if you've heard the crock pot example, but I'm like, what is the worst thing that happens if you don't have a crock pot and you need a crock pot? The worst thing that happens is you make it on the stove or you yeah. make something else. And yeah. so everybody listening channel Leela's 
She's just like channel Leela. If you're if you're like ah, just in case, what if? Because we many of us do. Just be like, man, Leela did it, and she was fine. Yeah, he's without the food processor. <laughs> I'm okay. It's okay. I have a blender. Yeah, exactly. Totally fine. If you don't need it, I don't know. Different people. You know, we always say to my kids in our house, different strokes for different folks, right? Like, yeah. if you use a food processor and a blender and a something else, if you have all those things and you use all of them, great. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've been, I've had that food processor of my grandmother's for ten years. And I've been doing fine with just a food processor with just one blade. So yes. Right. yes. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. And for everyone listening, who's like, well, Chris is going to make me get rid of everything. No, <laughs> I will not. Everything <laughs> I teach you is how to find the balance of enough stuff for you, but not too much that you're overwhelmed. Like Sarah, okay. one of the admins of the group, when she joined the group, she joined right at the beginning and I was talking about crockpots. And, and on that day, she was like, I'm never, I'm always going to have three crockpots, Krista. And I was like, that's okay, Sarah. You can, you can have three crockpots. It's fine. And, and she still brings it up three years later. She's like, I've decluttered my entire house and I still have three crockpots. So <laughs> the point is like, keep, like you said, if you have those things and you use them and you have room for them and it's, they're not bothering you. Yeah keep them. That's the point of decluttering. And if you're like Leela, where you're convincing yourself that you should keep them and you really don't need to keep them also let them go. It's totally fine. Yeah. Let them go. You'll be okay. Go borrow one from your neighbor. If you need something or I don't know, Yeah. just there's for heaven's sake, like people fed themselves and their families for a very long time without all of those things. So yeah. Just don't ask to borrow a food processor from me or Leela because we don't have one. <laughs> We can't help you. Yep. Okay. Also don't have a crock pot. So right. yeah, we can't help you with that. Sorry. You have to find a different friend. Go ask Sarah. She has one. Okay. So for anyone who is considering, if you were to talking to somebody and they were considering getting into the decluttering simplified course, what would you tell them? They're on the fence. Should I get it or should I not get it? I would tell them to get it. I would tell them that they need to prioritize it. And they need to, in order to prioritize it, they need to have some accountability around it. And for me, like I said, purchasing the course was really a good way of having accountability around it, but that's not the case for everyone. Some people might buy it and then never do it. So I would just tell them like, have some accountability built in. If if you, if it's helpful for you to do it with a friend, find a friend that wants to declutter too and do it together. Or for me at this point, I feel like I could do it again. So I would just tell them, Hey, I'll do it with you. I would say, honestly, it's like I said, people always say, Oh, I need to get my house organized. I need to get it organized. And I'm like, you there's probably a good chance that even if it maybe does need a little organization that you need to get some stuff out of it first, because the less stuff you have in it, the less stuff you'll have to organize. Yeah. I would say just do it and make sure that there is some accountability. And if it, like I'm, I'm that person that's always, I'll support you. That's the way I go around in life as I'm people's cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And I would just tell them, let me know if you want me to help you be accountable or support you in some way, because that really will make things better. Yeah. Yeah. And Leela is in the group. You can all link, um, of course the group in the show notes of this, and you can Google her name. You can see her progress and find each other. Cause one of the great things about the motherhood simplified community is it's big enough now where moms do buddy up together and hold each other accountable and check in with each other. And of course 
I have free and paid challenges. One's coming up in October, ghost your clutter. So join us for that. It does have built-in accountability. And then once you're in the course, we do twice a month Cody cluttering sessions too. So that twice a month you are getting, you're meeting up with us. If you want, you don't have to go to them, but you do get reminders of, Hey, we're going to go declutter some stuff together. So come with us. I love it. Thank you so much, Leela, for doing this episode with me. You're so much fun. And again, everybody go join the group and find her um, because she is really encouraging. If you search her name, you will find so many comments on other people's posts with just great insight and feedback that I know you can benefit from yourself too. So. Thank you, Krista. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful for you and your business and your huh. Like your de- your decluttering story of when you moved from Alaska to Florida, I feel like is really inspirational. And the fact that you have five kids and you do all of this, I just feel like it makes me think that anyone can do it. And I think that you're making mom's lives better by doing it. So I'm so thankful you. for you. Thank you. That's a, that was a great thing to hear. Great way to end the episode. I love that because I do. It's the weirdest thing. I never thought that I would be doing this, like teaching people how to throw their stuff away. Right? <laughs> I'm like, for real, this is the greatest thing you can do for yourself as a mom. Just do it. <laughs> I totally agree. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy that baby. And I will talk mm-hmm. to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.